podcast welcome back to another episode today we have one of our very own at glockner enterprises it's mike holbert from glockner vashland mike welcome to the podcast thank you for allowing me to join you well absolutely man it's it's been overdue um where are we at right now mike tell me well we are in fort lauderdale just finished up the game changer conference been here last two and a half days been absolutely amazing Uh, the things we've learned the professionals that we spoke to it's just, it's, it, we're going to disrupt, disrupt the market in 2020. Absolutely. Yeah, man, we're, we're learning for people way outside of our market from right. Brooklyn, Texas, yes. everywhere. Vegas, uh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing a lot of things right now in the tri-state that other dealers aren't doing, uh, but I think we're really about to take it to the next yes, level. Yes, yep. I agree 100%. And for any business, whether you're a sales possession professional in insurance or lots of you know all the other businesses that we have locally that are that are making a a big impact Uh, we want to share what we're learning in our industry because there's certainly lots of takeaways uh, for any sales professional yes yeah so let's start with you know the first speaker which was Corey Mosley he does a lot of production himself a lot of automotive training and what (laughs) the big takeaway that I got from him immediately was he said you know our worst nightmare would be if uh, someone we knew told us when they bought a car somewhere else that man I, I didn't even know you sold cars right Correct. yes so it's the worst feeling you know, I was a salesperson for six years it's the worst feeling yeah it's the worst feeling and I think every every sales professional has felt that at some point yes. right like yes. that's the case what what do you think and I think Al Patron is more than anyone who put on the conference he's a, a dealer in Brooklyn Mitsubishi and I think he more than any sales professional has has remedied that problem uh, to the furthest degree. How, how how's he doing that, Mike? Content. I think you you've got to upgrade your social media sites, your LinkedIn. People have to know what your profession is. Mm. It's critical. I think if if people know what you do and you're a professional in your business, you will be successful. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, he's really active on these platforms, on social platforms, yes. Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, somebody who is running a store every day, right? right. And he's probably- From more, bell to bell. Yep. He doesn't, he does, I asked him last night, I said, do you, do you ever stop? He does not stop. Yeah, no, from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. most One, of the time. Yes. Yeah, he really prioritizes uh, making himself customer facing, right? Yes. He shows, he's video himself, on the way to work every morning in his car, you know what I mean, with, with his driver, what he when he's on phone calls with vendors, all these things, and he's showing people kind of behind the scenes of what it takes to be a, a sales professional at his magnitude, yes. right? And then we talked a lot, Mike, and uh, maybe you can give us an insight on this as someone who's in the store every day. We talked a lot about a different kind of clients that we get, right, yeah. and how they get to us. So we. We identify that as a sales lead, right? Someone whose information that we have that we can reach out to. But how are, like, what are the different kind of clients? Because not every lead's created equal, right? right? So, you know, you've got your old-fashioned walk-ins that drive onto the lot. You have service customers. You have repeat customers, referrals, self-generated and ad-generated. You know, we put an ad out for our 199 lease, uh, or you guys, generate some kind of 
message on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, customer comes in. Uh, so six types of opportunities, service, repeat, referrals, self-generated, walk-ins, and ad-generated. Yeah, and so um, all of those kind of have different returns. I mean, yes. when we were talking to, we talked to a few professionals that we had ate dinner with, and one of them was Jonathan from Psychology, or uh, Cellcology, yes. and uh, his point was that a, a service customer probably has the biggest return in the, in the long run, right? Correct. Why, why is that, Mike? Well, that customer's in your service department. Um, they, they obviously trust you. Uh, they've serviced with you. So when we're looking at these different types, we have to look at the longevity of the customer. You know, they're going to service with us. They're going to, they're going to buy from us. They like us. They trust us. They know us. Those are the customers who we need to focus on. Um, normally, they have a trade-in. You know, we always need good trade-ins. And if they're bringing their car into our service department, you obviously know they care about their service and their maintenance. Absolutely. I think this was a, a cool quote, quote that uh, Oscar Arias had shared with us, right? Yes. So he had worked for Tony Robbins for a period of time certainly not a small name there. I mean, one of the, the biggest influencers in the business. And Oscar made a really big point. You know, uh, us as a team, it, it gets competitive. You know, we feel like we're, we're competing for the same customers. But in reality, uh, what Oscar was really pointing out was that if we are helping each other eat, achieve our dream, that we're, we're going to move together faster than we could alone, right? Correct. Like cutting, cutting each other down. Uh, I think that's something that you're always focusing on, Mike, is the culture at your business. You're really big on making sure everyone's excited to show up to work and they actually like each other. How have you built the culture that you have, Mike? So my belief is if you, if you have good employees, that enjoy coming to work, the culture will be good, and in return, we give the customers a great experience. Yeah, uh, the guys, you know, I've had plenty of jobs that that I dreaded going to every morning. I dreaded going to night to, to bed at night. It's not a good place to be. Mm -hmm. So the the car business has changed, and you know, the the day any business has changed. The the days of yelling at your employees, berating them. You've got to coach the, the, these males and females and the young guys and the old guys. You've got to coach them. You've got to coach them. You've got to train them. Mm. And I think they buy in when they know you're 100% in as a leader of a store. They follow. Sure. They follow. I think a lot of business owners are maybe afraid to. <laughs> how, how old are the most of your guys, Mike? Uh, Mid-20s. Yeah. Late 20s. Women in the BDC younger as well 100% you know I, I, as a millennial myself I think the perception is uh, everyone think or business owners think if they're um, if they are tough on their millennial employees or uh, they have high standard that it's off-putting to us or something or you know what I mean it, it's gonna like demotivate us but really you've, you've proven the exact opposite like by setting high expectations that's a part of good culture, right? That's a yes. part of, of achieving something. Yeah. What's that look like in your store every day? You know, we have sales meetings every morning. Uh, the old school sales meeting is you come in, you, you yell at them for what they messed up. You, you, you got to embrace the wins. 
more than the losses. Sure. The losses are learning. You, you got to learn, you know, when we have a client come in the store and, and we can't sell them, we have to figure out what we did wrong. Mm. Maybe as we didn't, we didn't introduce ourselves the right way and we got off on the wrong foot. Maybe it was numbers. We just couldn't, couldn't agree to numbers. Mm. But we've got to figure that out and, and learn from it and do better the next time. All of my guys are very open to, to learning and doing better uh, with the content. You know, you, you've got to talk about yourself. Absolutely. You've got to talk about yourself. Sure. And, and don't be afraid of what people think. Yeah. You know, we, it, exactly that. We're, we're thinking too hard about this. Everybody in our industry is. It's like when you talk about being active on social media, everyone kind of idealizes what that looks at like but if you follow you know El Patron on Instagram the truth is is he, he's just yeah he's he's talking about himself talking about the dealership talking about his employees uh, isn't overcomplicating this no, right yeah no, he's not and that's what you know he talked about last night you can you can overthink what you post and it's gonna look absolutely terrible sure just something from the heart or just an just a selfie walking through the parts department. Uh, one of my sales guys, sales professionals, took a picture this morning by a quote from uh, Mr. Glockner. Yeah. I mean, it's just those little things that you don't have to post always about price. You know, you, you just have to be relevant Absolutely. and active mm. all the time. Yeah, and to that point, uh, another one of our speakers over the weekend said, I, I think it was Eric Thomas that was telling us that we don't rise to the level of our expectations, we fall to the level of our training, right? Correct. So sometimes it's that we just haven't put the work in, like we feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not good at social media, or I'm not good at taking videos, or talking about the store, or making an impact. We probably just need more reps, and it's never just gonna magically happen. You're not gonna train off of social media to then get on social media and be successful, right? right. You kinda just gotta work in progress, uh, find people that are doing it right, and take your shots, man, right. take your reps. But building on is everybody starts at zero followers. Correct, right? correct. You know, we've got, I've got 10 sales, sales professionals, and one of them was very, very reluctant to get on social media. Uh, and he has actually started doing a daily video walk around of a car. Is that gonna sell him a car today or tomorrow? Who knows? It's keeping him relevant amongst his customer base and friends and family. This is the easiest way for your friends and family to know what you do for a career, not just a job. This is a career. Absolutely. It's a career. And once you consider it that way, you know, and stop chasing the money, the, the success will come. Absolutely. We, we got to get out of this transactional mindset, yes. right? Now it's a now it's a create game. Uh, everyone's attention as, is at one place, and we all know that's mobile, right? We all know it's our phones. You guys are look, probably looking at your phone I don't right leave now. This thing. this thing goes. What they say for average, I think it was Oscar again that was talking about the average uh, screen time per day. Do you remember? Seven, eight hours? Yeah, it was, it was like about six minutes and, or six hours and 50 minutes. Correct. Of, right, about seven yeah. hours. Um, and that's where the attention is. Like one, once you make the realization that all your customers, while they're at work, are looking at this thing and not, you know, <laughs> 
most of the time aren't even looking at their computer or talking on the phone. You know what yes. I mean? They're in between everything they're doing. They're looking at this thing, and we have the ability to create uh, content for free and develop free attention. And the algorithm rewards people that are break making the best content. That's how we're going to stay fundamentally relevant in our cities, in our locations. We don't need more traffic. Absolutely not. We need to handle the traffic that we're already getting much better. Absolutely. And uh, even uh, what had happened in Portsmouth this week, you know, Portsmouth had broken the world record for most presents wrapped, and that was a Hallmark-sponsored event. What had happened was the, the reason Hallmark was there was because of Tim Glockner, and I'll, I'll explain. He, he, you know, was taking a lot of pictures down there on Market Street, um, took a picture of the ice rink that they had just installed uh, with uh, the Glockner building and everything behind it, and they said, Tim Wolf was telling me this on the on the last episode, he, he said that, um, this, that in the comments, the word Hallmark was used like 97 times. So Hallmark caught wind of this with the with data mining that they were using, and that's why they contacted Portsmouth about come, becoming the first Hallmark hometown. And so if that isn't a powerful example of exactly how our organization is making a, a difference by one person's content, Tim, Tim didn't do anything different than anybody else, right? right? He is just active. He's, he's being active to uh, show people what he's doing and opportunity is going to come because of that. Mike, uh, I remember an example with, uh, with Kenny Moreland. He, was, uh, he took a picture of a specific color Jeep that you guys had that was kind of real outlandish. It was like this tropical blue. Yes. And uh, as a sales professional, he, he's going out and taking pictures of the inventory before it even makes it up to the website. And he had, how many of those did you guys sell in a row like that? Like three, yeah. I think. <laughs> And that's by sharing pictures, yes. one picture. Before they even got online, it's all to Facebook. Absolutely, absolutely. So the, the game's changed. We don't have to wait on the advertising agency all the time as sales individuals. You know what I mean? We don't have to wait on you know, larger entities to do this for us. Absolutely, we can do it. And you know, I think we just have to get out of our, we gotta stretch that comfort zone. Sure. And don't be worried about what people think. No. Be active. You're gonna you're 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 gonna do a stupid video. You're 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 gonna mess up. You're gonna type something wrong. Who cares? Absolutely. Just get out there and do it because you're the the traffic that comes into the stores is becoming less and less every day. We've got to go out, be active, take care of our previous customers so we get those referrals. Absolutely. And even talking about, we were talking about service uh, customers as being like one of those top customers. Yes. That, and I know a lot of our uh, sales professionals right now are, are really loyal about going to see their customers yes. when they're in service. Yes. But statistically, what Fixed Op Digital was telling us here at the conference, I think it was 65% uh, say that their service experience has effect on their next vehicle purchase. 100%. So if they're in the store already and familiar with the brand, we got to... We have to take advantage of every opportunity we have. A friend in the sales department. Absolutely. You know, we have a lot of orphan customers who, who either their sales professional has left mm. or didn't buy the car from us. So they have no contact, contact up front. You know, the, the sales professionals need to be getting a, a list the day before of the customers who are coming in 
and, and just go out and when the customer's back, say hi to them. Can I get you anything to drink? If you have any questions, please let me know. Here's my card. Mm. Yeah, uh, Tim Cox talked to us from Car Now. He's from, was it Louisville? Yes. Kentucky area. Yep. Yeah. So from our neck of the woods, he was talking about a true car study with 20, or it was actually 2,700 shoppers. They actually talked to them about their experience in a dealership. Tim's entire concept was setting the tone, right? He was talking about setting a tone when a customer comes into the showroom. Uh, how do you make them feel? Because they won't remember everything you say, right? But they'll remember how you feel. 100%. He said that 58% of car shoppers said they would pay an additional $1,000 for a great experience. And even just, uh, I know that word great, like a great experience is kind of vague, uh, but how do you set the tone in your store, Mike? For other business owners listening, how do you set your tone, the tone when a client walks into your showroom? So you, you, the first thing, you have to thank them for choosing you. Mm. They had all, you know, everybody goes online. They could have picked anybody. Yep. Thank them for choosing you. Ask them what you can get them information. They're there to look at a car. Don't make it harder than what it is. Yeah. Customers, and the, the old school way was to dodge questions. Uh, you've got to know your stuff. What's my payment on this? What, what's my trade-in worth? Well, you need to drive it first. You need to do this first. No. Some customers don't want to drive the car right now. All yeah. they want numbers. Sure. The old school way and the right culture now takes you to the next level. Mm. you you got to give them a world-class experience. Drinks. Can you get 20 thank yous? Yeah. That was one thing uh, Vel- Velco said. Yeah. Can you get 20 thank yous out of a customer? Sure. How do you thank? How do you get thank yous? You compliment them. You be nice to them. Yeah. And if you wake up in a bad mood, I think they were talking about uh, your first date you go out on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't remember the whole story. You probably do. But you 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 take a shower, you brush your teeth, you yeah. floss your teeth, and, and you're excited. Rehearsing what you Re- say rehearsing. before you get yes, there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You've got to be excited, and you got to love your job, and it all goes back to culture. Yeah. If you have if you have employees who are unhappy, it's on you. It's your fault. For the other local businesses listening, listening too, I think we get in this mindset. You know, shop local and local business Saturday. These are these are all. This is a great concept, right? People should support their local businesses, but they're not obligated to. No. You know what I mean? And so we kind of take that for granted and twist it on its head, you know, expecting that, you know, we deserve this business. We've got to but earn it. Absolutely. No, we, we have to be, uh, we have to be better because we're local and yes. more contextual to the yes. people that we're working with. Yes. Uh, and I, I think it goes to, you, you go into a lot of, a lot of businesses and it's just so old school. Yep. It's quiet. There's no excitement. There's no music playing there. It, the, the colors are old and drab. The, Nobody gets up and thanks you for coming in. Nobody walks you to your. I mean, nobody gives you the grandma goodbye. Walks you to your car. Yeah. It's 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 a culture and it's an atmosphere. Hmm. You got to be excited. Absolutely. And yeah, just we just can't take. We just can't become lazy or comfortable. The fact that we are local, I, I think that's the excuse that we use. You know, yes. what I mean? you should you should just shop local because well. 
well, why would, should we really? You know, it should actually be because we know our clients better, yes. right? We can provide them a better experience because it's more specific. <laughs> Friendly, you actually have a relationship with them. Uh, you can take them out to dinner. You know what I mean? Those kind of things that these, these bigger uh, big organizations aren't going to be able and to do. And when you've got a problem, we're there to help you. Yeah, yeah, they can actually solve it. Yes. They can actually solve yes. it. Tell us a little bit more about what Valco was saying. I mean, man, <laughs> so this guy was telling us Oh, he was one of the presenters. He has an, an academy and a training program now where he is essentially, uh, he came here as an immigrant. He was selling, was it 40 cars a month is yeah, what he said. Yeah, Ziegler in yeah, Chicago. Exactly, exactly. So he's selling at this high volume store, but he was the, the top salesperson on on only referrals. Yes. Like he, he started to make this realization that his referral traffic was more reliable than what he was getting through advertising or lead generation or, and obviously he had to work for it. Yeah, he, yeah. Had, he had to figure that out, Correct. like how, how referrals actually work. But tell us uh, about some of the strategy that he was using. So one thing that, that kind of, that I've never thought of, you know. We got a you, plane right overhead, guys, yeah. sorry. <laughs> so you, your customers have, you know, I've got 2,000 contacts in my phone, so could, would you recommend me to your contacts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. And then, you know, he, he pulls, he gets, sends them all a message. Mm. It's strong. If you can get, you know, how many, of, how many customers, clients do we sell that would actually put a sign in their yard that says, I bought a car off so-and-so from Blockner of Ashley? Mm. If that answer isn't all of them, we didn't do our job. No. So once we get to that point to where you know, a customer's a raving fan, mm. we start getting those referrals. Absolutely. Which are which are at the top of the six. As far as the, the best traffic that we could be driving as a sales professional. Yes. The highest percentage of Our conversion. Referrals. Highest, referrals. It's actually highest lifetime value. Yes. See, what Valco's saying is we got to get, get out of this month-to-month mindset and start thinking about how am I going to build a life with this. Yes. Right? You know what I mean? A business. Exactly. A career, not just a job. And your own business as a sales professional. We're, we are really all affiliates of Glockner. Yes. Right? But individually, we all have the, these personal connections, this, these group of people that is really specific to us. You know what I mean? So we have to take responsibility for that and, and not just rely on the Glockner brand, but build it and prove it. Correct. You know what I mean? There are, but how Valco's doing that is first, he's actually providing them an exceptional experience, right? He's a it, professional. Yeah, if you ask for referrals for business and you didn't provide, of course they're not gonna give you, a, you know what I mean? It's gonna be all kinds of excuses. Yeah, the why. old school way, the old school way is, after you, after you earn somebody's business, you say, here's one of my cards. If you know anybody looking for a card, yeah, yeah. send them my way. Absolutely. And they put it in their wallet, and then and their wallet never, gets heavy, and they discard, right? They never yeah, send yeah. you anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he's what, what Valco was doing was that he was actually recording his customer, asking for video refer, or video testimonials of the experience they had with them. And then after the exceptional experience, asking for 10, 15, he said he's even got 100 names out of people's yes. phones before. And then sending those people's or that person's friends a video of them. Of their testimonial, yeah. yes. And then actually, then he has actually a mutual connection. You know, some other ways that 
Valco was talking about providing an exceptional experience or getting people to, to uh, give him referrals is that he would actually hand out their business cards in the store before they started so the deal. Cust yeah. So customer comes in, client comes into the showroom or whatever business it is, and he finds out, you know, the guy's a plumber. Hmm. He goes and introduces, he said, do you have any cards? Give me five of your cards. I'm going to pass them out and introduce you to every employee I've got here. Yeah. That goes a long way. It goes a long way. Absolutely. Everybody needs a plumber. No doubt. Everybody needs electricians. Or man, we were just talking about the fact that we need more landscaping around the dealership, yes. right? Like, you, you need to talk to my general manager right now. And he's putting the customer first. He's, man, if you just help other people achieve what they want, I mean, people are just going to naturally, with gratitude, uh, return the favor. Yes. And that's the important part. Another stat that we got from Tim Cox, and for all the local business owners listening, I think it's a really, it's a really important metric. He's saying 89% of that True Car study said that they would drive an extra 30 minutes to a dealership that had exceptional experience, right? So where, I mean, you guys are in Ashland, Kentucky. Where are you getting business from right now, Mike? You're pulling business from not only Ashland, but what are other markets? Uh, Huntington. Yep. Uh, we pull from Lexington. We pull from South. Uh, we, we we actually sell cars all over the United States. Absolutely. Just because of pricing. So let's let's put the pieces together, Mike, from what Falco's saying and what we're learning about referrals. If you provide an exceptional experience, a a fast experience, yes. uh, an efficient experience, yes. and, and honest, right, transparent. Yes. The data is telling us that 89% said that they would drive an extra 30 minutes at least for that. You know what I mean? So you're not just competing in Ashland, but if you have referrals from customers and their friends know how great of a job they did in Ashland, so then of course they're going to come from Huntington to you. Yeah, so right? if you're active on, on, on social media, mm. posting about your, your client's experience that they had while they're there, Absolutely. sharing it on their page, tagging them in it, their friends and family see it. Absolutely. And that's that person that's on a drive 30 minutes to come to Ashland oh, absolutely. when there's other dealerships in Huntington. Mm. There's other dealerships. They could stop. Sure. You know, and I think you, when that does happen, that when they get there and you provide that experience and you're excited you, and you're appreciative of them coming in and giving you the opportunity, it's very easy. And the new generation that's that's coming up, Mike, and the millennial generation, like when they are looking for a car or someone to service their car, they're not asking their uncle anymore who no. sell or they knew they used to sell cars or right. whatever where they should go. What do they do? They research online. Absolutely. They research online. Mm. And they know the information. Yep. Or looking for recommendations on right. Facebook. You know so what, what I mean? we tell them better be right. Exactly. Because they know the answer. Sure. They already found it. Yep. Man, all of this and like the internet's commoditized everything. You can get a car anywhere. You can get people to ship you cars. You know what I mean? The reason that people are buying from you, aside from product, is you know, is because of the reputation, right? They know that that they are going to have a great experience. I mean, yes. because uh, car buying is a huge purchase. It's that it's the second biggest purchase in someone's lifetime outside of a house. And for millennials, average, it's you know, their biggest. Absolutely. Because they can't, they, they, they're renting. They're right? renting. Yes, yes exactly. Yes, or leasing. Yeah, it's the biggest purchase. And those are the people that, you know, those are the people that are buying cars right now. Mm. Yeah, I think it was 
forty percent of the yeah, market was, in yeah. twenty twenty is yeah. going to be millennial buyers. And in twenty eighteen, what we were learning from uh, Jason Dorsey, who's a data analyst in Austin, Texas, yes. he he's saying that he is uh, mining. He's saying that in twenty eighteen, uh, millennials spent more than any other generation. Yes, right. And it may not be all their money, right? Maybe it's because mom or granddad's helping with the purchase, but they are still the decision maker, right? You know what I mean? They are, they're having these big lifetime events. All my friends right now, I'm, I'm 25. All, all my friends are getting married. They're buying houses. You know what I mean? They're, they're but you doing... think prior, prior to this year, they said that the sales were going to drop because millennials aren't buying cars. Yeah. That's incorrect. Yeah, that was what we call clickbait. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was a nice headline that yes. people liked this yes. idea that millennials were destroying everything. It's always everything. something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whether or not that's the case, it, it actually doesn't matter. What we should be doing instead is trying to learn our markets, yes. learn how we can actually serve people. Know your market. Yes. Know your market. Mm. And I, I think I, another big thing is, like, millennials aren't, we were talking about this earlier, Mike, millennials aren't, they don't prefer digital. They're reliant on digital, right? Yes. It's not. It's not that we don't just want to read an atlas. We we didn't grow up with that, right? right. We had right. every we had everything on the internet. Yes. You know, really, we should be looking at how we can cater to these customers and provide them a smoother experience. Period. And it starts with our websites mm. and our you know our social media and our listings. You know, what does what does our online presence look like? Absolutely. If if you don't have pictures of your cars. You know, if it takes two, three days to get a picture of your car, the car's not showing up. If I go to look for something and there's no picture, I'm moving on. Yeah. Might want to call the dealership and say, hey, could you send me pictures of this? Mm-hmm. Probably not. No, because there, there's lots of other dealerships yes. listed alongside yes. yours. So yep. if you're not monitoring that every day and being active on all platforms, you're you're costing yourself business. Absolutely, absolutely. A lot of, we talked to Alex Vetter, the yes. CEO of Cars.com. Yes. Um, he was talking, even uh, immediately, you know, he, he came out the gate with, we need to produce content uh, yes. to get car buyers customers. Why do you think that has, like, explain to us the difference, Mike, because you're in the dealership every day. Tell, explain to us the difference between um, just racing to the bottom, like trying to provide the lowest price all the time and actually getting out of that transactional mindset and creating value for our customers. Like, what's the difference look like and how can other businesses do the same thing so they're not just cutting themselves off at the knees all the time to get business? So, as, as dealers, we think it's all about price. Yeah. And it's not. It's not. I think if you, if, if you're, if you provide good content as a professional, you're going to get a shot, whether it's an internet inquiry, a phone, or a text and you can show a customer comparisons by videos, the customer will give you a shot. Mm. And I think that a lot of a lot of salespeople, a lot of organizations are scared of the internet. It's not going away. So we better get better. You know, I, I think we're good, but we're gonna improve. Yeah, we're gonna step we've, it up enough. We've got Absolutely. to. We've yeah. got to. You know, there's dealers in the market who do no social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever it is. They don't post their cars online. They don't take pictures. 
They don't take 20 pitchers, 30 pitchers. They don't have good descriptions. They don't know what their cars are. They don't know their inventory. Mm. There's so much, you know, that goes into providing an excellent experience. You know, just like Belko said, customer comes in looking for a Civic. Great, I'm I'm the Civic guy. Yep. I know where they're all at. That's me. And, yeah. and and you know what? The first thing he told us was like product knowledge. I mean, we should be religiously memorized. Study. You don't know I mean? have it's Absolutely. a career. It is. It is. Like I tell my guys, you know, does does Tom Brady read a playbook? Absolutely. Well, now it's on a surface, but yeah, you know, that's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. Sure. They study. They're professionals. We are professionals. Mm. So if you change your thought and, and, and figure out that this is a career, you're a professional, study, learn, you will be successful. You know, that's the, what makes the Glockners different and how, how they're uh, so proactively and how our organization is so proactively learning to serve customers better is we see a lot of other dealers in the market that are starting to think uh, more about the boat than the business, right? Correct. Like Correct. that yeah. quote from Corey. Yes. Where yes. He's talking about uh, you know, the the actual leaders start slowing down and thinking retirement instead of how they can pass this business on from one person to the next. The Glockners had the advantage of it being that being embedded in their family. You yes. know what I mean? These weren't acquaintances, but uh, their granddad and granddad's granddad and grandmother, and you know what I mean? They uh, built the business from Market Street to where it is, and. Uh, we have to be in that same kind of long-term mindset uh, to, to really achieve month-to-month, -month, everybody, uh, especially in our business. And, and maybe, when I think when you look at it as more than just month-to-month, -month, yeah, you look at it long-term. No doubt. You, you know, months from now, when you get those referrals and that repeat business and you work service and you just don't wait for somebody to pull on the lot. Sure. You know, my guys know that, you know, I come on the floor and, and they're just – sitting there I'm going to say something mm. they know I'm sure they look forward to me coming back on Wednesday <laughs> but they, they know you know I want them working I want them being uh, doing something texting you know we're all you know the old theory is three phone calls two emails and one text yeah why are you know, I would rather you text me than call me so why don't we send three texts, two emails, and one phone call? Absolutely. Cust the, the customer is changing. Mm -hmm. The customer is changing. Mm. You can talk to 30 people by text or call three or four or five people. Why wouldn't you call, why wouldn't you text all those people? Texting is the way. Sure. If you're not texting, you are missing out. You gotta think of it as is almost like as like this kind of funnel mindset, right? Like when someone gets on the phone, man, at this point in in society, they're really serious about yes. talking to you about yes. figuring out their situation and get a car. But I people, mean, we've been in the same hotel and we've been texting. Absolutely, we don't call each other. Mm -mm. But if they do call you. They're serious. Exactly. Don't mess it up. So we kind of warm them up to a phone call. Yes. Right? You know what I mean? We, we got to start on their terms and not ours um, and, and learn how we can, yeah, just start the connection. It doesn't have to be all at once they're getting on the phone because people just statistically aren't doing that Correct. anymore. You know what I mean? They so, want to text. Absolutely. They want to text. Mm. Mike, and you know, we learned a lot this weekend. 
uh, obviously, I don't think you or I ever assume that we're the smartest people in the room. No. But, like, I loved this quote from Tim Cox, and I keep coming back to him because he's local to our area, and man, yes. the, the guy really uh, is attentive yes. to his clients. Yes. He's saying, you know, great things happen when you walk into a room not thinking that you're going to be the smartest one. Correct. Right? you got to uh, learn. Absolutely. And there's like, we can learn from each other's uh, experience more than we can just just uh, being prideful about our own. You know what I mean? That, and and we, want, we want to try to keep it a secret. Sure. You know, when, when I spent, what, an hour talking to Rudy last night, um, he didn't have to share that information with me. No. None of those guys, none of the guys that we talked to had to share that information. Sure. They weren't trying to sell us. They were trying to help us. Yeah. And I, I think, in, especially in the car business or any business, if you're successful, you want to keep it to yourself. Mm. You don't want to share it. it that's, it, all, that's always been the mentality, but yes. it 100% stifles your own growth. 100%. It, if yes. you are not helping other people grow and not providing value in their life, they're just not looking out for you. Yes. You know? So Rudy's done that at, at a large scale, and I, I encourage everybody listening to – to give him a follow on Instagram, see exactly what he's doing. It's L, L Patron. Um, but as a as an operational manager of his business, he's producing content every day that's just really simple. You know what yes. I mean? Like with the, with the platforms that we have now to promote our business, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, it doesn't have to be some grand thing, no. right? It you, can you, be as you, simple as taking a picture of a bike. Exactly. You don't you don't need the big shiny graphics to promote no. your business and and frankly F- Facebook shows that that actually doesn't help you reach more people. Like that kind of creative people don't trust it anymore. You know what I mean? Like oh, this is clearly an ad. Right. You know what I mean? At the best advertising doesn't feel like advertising at all. Right. And that's the advantage we have of being on the ground floor like so, Mike, uh, going back to your story, we're about to fly out here in just a, a couple hours to head back to Ohio and Kentucky. What do you feel like the biggest takeaway is that you're bringing back to your business? There's so much. There's, I mean, it's just so much. Uh, the Probably the biggest right this moment is focusing on the repeats, the referrals, and quit waiting on that customer to pull on the lot. Yep. To work. Mm. A little bit more excitement. I've got some plans uh, in the showroom. You just got to be more excited. You, you got to be more excited. We're going to tweak a couple things in our process, nothing big. We just went through three days of intense training two weeks ago. Uh, the guys have, have bought into that. The business has changed. Absolutely. And the contacts that we've made here and the, the people that are willing just to help us get better is amazing. And I, I think we're, we're going to kill 2020. Absolutely. And we're going to start when we get back. We're not going to wait a couple weeks. We're, we're going to start when we get back. Sure. And Mike, I, I want you to, because you won't unless I ask you, I, I need you to tell us a little bit about, brag on yourself a little bit, t- tell us about the dealership when you got when you got the dealership from Superior and how it's grown from there and uh, kind of what you've done as a, as the uh, manager of that 
business? So I started with Glockner's in 2000, the end of 2006. Uh, did finance prior to that for a local Ashland dealer, born and raised in Flatwoods, Russell. Tim purchased the Superior store in June of 16. Store was doing 80 cars a month. Uh, we tweaked processes, changed processes, uh, created a little bit of excitement. And now we're doing 140 to 150 cars, uh, continuing to grow. And I think it, it starts with the people, it starts with the culture. Absolutely. You know, it, it, if you create the right culture, have the right processes, everything else falls in line. And it, when your employees genuinely know you care, I, th I think it goes a long way. You, know, you, you can't braid the old ways of managing millennials is different. It's different. Mm. You know, I've told you the whole time we've been here, what have I called you? <laughs> Sponge man. Yes, I've called you the sponge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been taking everything in. You know, but I think the the relationships that we've made. I'm super, super excited to get back on Wednesday uh, to see how we can take it to the next level. Absolutely, Mike. For the other business owners listening, how how can they get in contact with you? Where are you guys active on social at Glockner Bashland? Yeah, Glockner Bashland. My email, personal email address is Mike Holbert, H O L B E R T at Glockner .com. I'll help anybody in any way uh, if you need a Carfax ran auto check whatever it is shoot me an email I'll be glad to help you if you're looking at a car somewhere else you want to tell me you, if you're getting a good deal or not I'll be glad to tell you uh, I'll be I'll help you in any way I can absolutely and then you guys are also very active on Glockner Vashlin's Facebook page 100% and uh, which is Glockner Vashlin Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram yep and yeah Guys, we're really excited to take what we learned to Miami and bring it back uh, to our stores in Ohio and Kentucky. Yes. So, thank you, everybody, for listening. And, and we're coming back to the 28-degree weather here in a couple <laughs> hours. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be uh, a lot less sunny here yes. in about three yes. hours. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you.